0: What's up, everybody? Thank you very much for downloading and listening to this episode of the Fantasy Football Advocate Podcast, your weekly dose of common sense fantasy football advice. I am your host, Chris. Let's get right into it this week. Injuries seems to be where we start every week. Uh, Well, not only because I drew it up that way on the rundown of the show, but I mean, you got to start there. You got to start there to know where to go. And Dak Prescott, Far and away, the biggest injury this weekend. One of the top quarterbacks, point-wise, in fantasy. Uh, the, the the backbone of his team's offense. And he's done for the year. I mean, I don't need to tell you how nasty that injury was if you saw it, if you were watching the Cowboys game. It was really bad. Uh, good news is for Dak. He had surgery, went really well. And he should be back by next season, you know, playing again, which is just, really, it's just good. Because, I mean, Dak, he had to see anybody get hurt. But Dak's a really good dude, good guy, and uh, it's a shame to see. But that does leave a big hole at quarterback for the Cowboys, and it, it's a hole that they're going to have to try to fill with Andy Dalton, who they signed in the offseason. And uh, Andy Dalton's not Dak Prescott. That goes without saying. Uh, if he was, he'd be starting somewhere else. But don't sleep on Andy Dalton also. If you had Dak and Andy Dalton's still available, I, I would very much suggest trying to get him, depending on the size of your league, depending on what you have left for options at quarterback. But, I mean, Dalton's a a suitable villain. He's not a guy you're going to pick up off the waiver wire and start every week automatically. He's not an auto start. But he's a guy you can certainly stream in the right matchup. You're going to have two quarterbacks if you have Dalton. He's not going to be your primary guy. You'll have two quarterbacks, and more than likely, you're just going to have to stream one or the other, depending on the matchup that week. But Dalton, I mean, he got a bad rap in Cincinnati. There's a lot of injuries on on that offense when he was there. They couldn't keep receivers healthy. They couldn't keep running backs healthy. They had Joe Mixon the last year he was there, or two years he was there, but they didn't have a great offensive line, so they couldn't really do the things they wanted to on offense with the injured receivers. He really got a a bad rap, and I think not completely fair to him. Uh, He's not a bad quarterback. He's not a Pro Bowl quarterback, but he's not bad. You could do a lot worse, and with the talent they have on offense, I think the Cowboys will still be a competitive team. They'll still be okay. And I think if you have to stream him, he can do good enough with what he has around him to make it work. Zeke Elliott, however, needs to take over that offense. They need to start running the ball 20, 25 times a game with Zeke. He needs to start doing what they pay him to do. Dak's not there. Zeke has to step up. We'll see if he can do it. That's not the way they've actually run the offense past, well, so far this season with under Mike McCarthy, new head coach. But, we shall see. That's what needs to happen. What actually happens remains to be seen. Dalvin Cook also left the game. Uh, the Vikings came against the Seahawks Sunday night. Came up uh, came up lame, grabbing at his hamstring. I believe it's a hamstring. They say he may miss up to six weeks. I've said this the last couple episodes. When you have a guy such as a Dalvin Cook who's suffered injuries in the past, it's always a good idea to make sure that if you have him on your bench, you grab their backup. Just stash him. Nobody has no nobody out there listening. Even if you're in an eight team league, ten team, league, twelve team league, nobody has a good enough team to where you don't have one or two spots on your bench at least that you can, you know, just drop this person and pick up somebody like an Alexander Madison. I actually drafted Madison in two of my leagues because Dalvin Cook is injury prone. He's absolutely talented. He's the number one running back in Minnesota when he's healthy, but he's had health issues things like this happen to him. Now, he'll be back. It's only a hamstring. But for six weeks, at least, more than likely, you're going to have Alexander Madison, as long as he's healthy, running the ball on a team that loves to run the ball, that is built to run the ball. And you could have a guy now that you drafted in the very, very late rounds or picked up off the waiver wire who can really contribute to your fantasy team and help you win each week. And hopefully for most of you out there listening who are in the same situation I am, where you have, like, a Nick Chubb injured, by the time time Dalvin Cook comes back, Nick Chubb should be healthy. So you can plug Chubb in, and Madison will probably go right back to your bench. But again, keep him, because unfortunately for Dalvin Cook, he is injury-prone, and these things happen. So any players out there who have injury histories who are star players, really take a look at their backups. It it would behoove you to do that, and just everybody has a few – Spots on their bench, like I said, where uh, that, that's a good player has potential, but I can definitely drop him for a Madison, and it pays off during times like this. Obviously, we don't wish anything ill on Dalvin Cook, but injury happened, and now you have to make the most of it. So, okay, those are the two major injuries. I didn't. I don't really think there's anything else too much of note. A couple guys, like John Brown, didn't play last night for the uh, for the Bills against the Titans. Excuse me, but. Not an awful injury. I think it's I think it's actually a hamstring or an ankle. And he was questionable to play. Didn't end up playing, but he'll probably play their next game. Michael Thomas didn't play for disciplinary issues, apparently. Uh, he got into a fight in practice, and the Saints decided, with a bye week in Week 6, they were just going to sit him and bench him in Week 5 uh, as punishment for causing the problem. And he should be back in Week 7 when the Saints play their next game. So that's some guys who got hurt early in the season starting to come back. Christian McCaffrey might be back very soon. So a lot of you out there, myself included, who drafted some of these guys are going to actually start hopefully seeing a return on your investment with the draft capital. But that remains to be seen. You, you never know in this game. Strange things happen all the time. Five of the best from each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, a couple of tight ends. Then I'm going to get into the underperformers. Not necessarily, not not guys who were terrible. Some of these guys were, you know, above average, but they did not hit their projection or their average points per week, which is not why you have them on your team or put them in your game. So we're going to start with the top performers Ryan Tannehill, best quarterback of the week point wise, followed by Justin Herbert, great looking rookie, Patrick Mahomes, usually on this list, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Deshaun Watson. Those are your top five of the week. Uh Tannehill, I mean you can't can't really rely on him week in and week out. He's a nice streaming option. I don't know if anybody really would have picked him to start against the Bills defense, but he, he did well. You could do worse. There's some a lot of talent offensively on that team, but it does that that's an offense that does want to hand the ball to Derrick Henry and let him take control of the offense. But you could you could do worse like I said earlier, if you picked up a guy like Andy Dalton, you had Andy Dalton and Ryan Tannehill, you could kind of just stream them based on a matchup each week, and you'd probably be okay. Uh, Justin Herbert, the rookie, the fifth overall pick for the LA Chargers. This guy looks awesome. He as well is a great streaming option. The way he's played so far in his four starts, he may very well be the kind of guy you can plug in in the majority of games and feel really good about it. He's going to make mistakes. He's a rookie. But... Uh, also, last episode I said that the Chargers had said that when Tyrod Taylor gets back from his injury, he will be the starter again and Herbert will go back to the bench. The Chargers have changed their mind and decided that Herbert's performing well, he's their future, he's their guy, he's going to remain the starter. So if you can get Herbert in any of your leagues, if he's not already picked up and you need a quarterback, he could be a guy who could be really a real sneaky pickup that could help you down the stretch. Patrick Mahomes, not much to say about this one. Like I said, he's usually on this list. He's usually a top performer. Even when his team around him doesn't do that great. I mean, he still put up 300 yards and I believe two or three touchdowns. So you're going to run him out there every week. Ryan Fitzpatrick continues to put up really, really good numbers. Look, the the Dolphins drafted Tua Tua Tagovailoa, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, I think so. Um, I usually get that one wrong. It, but they drafted him to be the future of the, the quarterback position. Fifth overall, uh, Herbert was actually six. I got that wrong. Herbert was six. Tua was five. Um, I mean, Fitzpatrick's a nice streaming option, but you just have to be prepared that any week now they could just say without warning, oh, it's, it, Tua's taking over. Tua's starting. So you can pick up Fitzpatrick, stream him if you need to. But be very wary of the fact that you may not get a lot of use out of him. And once he's out, he's probably going to stay on the bench because they're not going to put two way and then take him out. And Deshaun Watson makes one of his first appearances on this list, the top performers this year. Uh, Bill O'Brien's gone, and Deshaun Watson thrives. You put two and two together. A talented player, just, just waiting to be in the right system. Bill O'Brien was not that system, so it'll be interesting to see how he performs, if he can perform consistently now, that Bill O'Brien isn't poisoning that offense. Running back, Mike Davis. You want to talk about filling in for a star player. Mike Davis has done just about as much as you possibly can imagine or ask for filling in for Christian McCaffrey. I don't, I don't This it sucks for this guy because McCaffrey's the guy. When McCaffrey comes back, Davis goes back to the bench. Obviously, they'll still use him. He's the backup. But he has done so well. He's played himself into a really, really nice contract, probably with another team, whenever he's a free agent, based on how he's performed with Carolina. He's played awesome. And let's not forget, he's probably in the top 10 of running back statistically in, in anybody's fantasy league, depending on how your points are structured. He didn't play till Week 3. He didn't start till Week 3. He might have had a carry or two. This guy didn't really start getting any focus on him until week three. So this guy's done everything he has, accomplished everything he has in, in three, three and a half weeks. So very impressive. He's done a great job. Todd Gurley? Uh, it's funny, it seems like Todd Gurley's been around forever, and he's, I mean, really only been around, I think, six years, six, seven years. If that, still young. I believe he's still in his 20s. Uh, but, he you know, running backs don't have a – very long life expectancy. Not everyone is Adrian Peterson or Frank Gore. Most guys have about three to five years of dominance and then they start going downhill. Gurley, I wouldn't know if I don't know if he's going downhill with his with his banged up knee. He can't really he's not a, you know, a primary twenty-five, you know, rush a game back anymore. But he can still he can still break one off and he can still have a nice game and he did here, and he still has it. So I mean, if he can stay healthy, who knows? He could be a threat. I mean, if Based on how he's performed and how the Falcons have used him, if you have Gurley, you're going to throw him out there. Miles Sanders of the Eagles, a guy a lot of people have been waiting to come around and have a really nice week. He finally did. Two touchdowns. I believe he had 80 rushing yards, a couple of catches. You have a couple of receivers for the Eagles that have really started to come through with all the injuries they've had. Uh, Fulgham, I believe his name is, and, and Ward. Uh, For the Eagles. So that may help Sanders. uh, And they're going to get Jalen Rigger back. Hopefully at some point this season. That's going to help Sanders be able to be more consistent. Because a a defense isn't going to be able to just focus on him. But also don't be deceived by his numbers this weekend. Or excuse me, last weekend. He had 80 rushing yards, 81 rushing yards. He also had a 74-yard run. So all his other carries combined... He got seven or eight yards. In one run, he got 74. Doesn't matter in fantasy, points are points. That's the bottom line. But when it goes to looking at consistency, you just want to pay attention to that. He hasn't had anything close to this amount of success yet this season. But I don't believe that's his fault. He is incredibly talented. It's the team around him. So maybe getting some of those receivers uh, more involved and, and getting a little bit more pressure off of Carson Wentz Will help Miles Sanders to be more consistent. Based on what he can do, you're going to start him every week. I know I have him in two leagues. I'm starting him every week just because of the potential. He could do this every week. He has that kind of potential. But the Eagles have a long way to go offensively before you can actually rely on him. And Josh Jacobs. Of the Raiders, this kid is – I was big on this kid last year. He's a number one uh, – number excuse me, first-round pick for the Raiders in, in 2019. Played a good part of the season with an injured shoulder and still played like a a top back. This kid's only getting better. The more that offense evolves and the more they, you know, Derek Carr can get comfortable with the receivers, they can use Josh Jacobs and they're passing him a little bit more, which will open up the running game. The sky's the limit for this kid. I would not be surprised if you know this time next year, I'm talking to you guys and Josh Jacobs is a top two or three back. Every week. He has that potential. He's that good. Wide receivers? Okay. Chase Claypool, number one on the week. Four touchdown catches from Ben Roethlisberger. Look, Claypool looks really good. He had a nice week last week. He had an awesome week in week five. Just be realistic. Claypool and Alexander Madison are probably going to be, or at least need to be, the top two waiver wire ads of the week. And with the Titans and Bills playing last night, most fantasy platforms have moved the waiver day back a day. I know in my leagues, waivers are tomorrow instead of what well, they're normally Wednesday. They've been moved to Thursday morning. So if you hear this with enough time, it's gonna release probably about five or six o'clock PM on uh on Wednesday. So if you get it in time and you hear this, make sure you go and put a claim in for those guys. Um, but they're going to be the top two ads. I'd be shocked if they're not. And look, Claypool has a lot of potential. Claypool showed a, a ton of potential. And just watching him play, even when he didn't have big games, you saw the kid has something, without a doubt. Just be realistic. He's not going to get 100 yards and four touchdowns every week. I know most people know that, but some of you newer players out there, and hopefully you're listening to this show to get some common-sense advice, hence the, the you know the whole tagline at the front of the show. Just know if he doesn't do that every week, it's not a bad thing. This kid's going to be good, but there's a lot of talent at receiver in Pittsburgh. You have Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool. I know I'm forgetting a couple other guys. I don't want a bunch of dead air, so I'm not going to try to remember everybody right now. But there's going to be a different guy every week. It's 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 kind of like uh, a team that has a, a lot of running backs. They have a running back by committee. Uh, the Rams, for instance. Some weeks it's going to be Daryl Henderson. Some weeks it's going to be Malcolm Brown. It might be Cam Akers. You kind of have to guess on matchup who it's going to be. And I'm going to get into that more when I, I tell you the receivers to look out for this weekend. But just, just be wary. He's a talented kid, but he's not going to do what he did in Week 5 every week. Travis Fulgham? Of the Eagles, uh, has performed well. Carson Wentz seems really comfortable with him. Kind of came out of nowhere. It's nice to see. It's a nice story. I don't know if he's an auto start at this point, unless you're real desperate at receiver, or unless, like, Wentz is your quarterback and you want that combo. Uh, but, I mean, he's worth picking up, but you need to see more before you can feel comfortable just putting him in every week no matter what. Brandon Cooks. Uh, it, it's funny, Brandon Cook shines the first time as a Texan, and Deshaun Watson shines as a Texan when Bill O'Brien's gone. So that's something to monitor. Uh, Brandon Cook should be used more, but you need to see more before he's not anything more than a matchup play. Incredibly talented, is injury-prone though, and it'll remain to be seen what he can actually do week in and week out. He has disappeared in the past on other teams with the Rams, with the Patriots, with the the Saints where he started his career, he can disappear at times. But he is also super talented. I'm really curious if this is uh, just an outlier game where he had a, just had a big game because it was in a game plan. Or if this was, hey, Bill O'Brien's offense is not in place anymore. Romeo Cornell was calling plays. Maybe Romeo Cornell knows how to use him a little bit better. So... Again, if he's available in your league, which he probably is not, realistically, you want to pick him up, maybe start him, depending on who else you have as receiver, but definitely worth keeping an eye on. Mike Williams of the Chargers had a really nice game this week. He's super talented. Every time I see Mike Williams at the end of a game, he is making some kind of crazy catch. The problem is, the rest of the game, he's inconsistent. Super talented, again, all of this re- depends on what you have for depth at your running, uh, wide receiver position. Excuse me. If you have a ton of wide receivers, you probably don't even have Mike Williams on your team. He may be a free agent in your league because he got a, uh, had a nice week this week, the fourth best fantasy points for receiver. But he scored more points this week than any of the other four weeks combined. So, again, matchup dependent, very touchdown dependent. <clears throat> and then we have who I think is one of the most underrated receivers in the league, uh, at number five, four wide receiver this week, Adam Thielen. The only downfall for Adam Thielen is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is inconsistent. When you have good Kirk Cousins, everybody on the offense thrives. Thielen has a great game. Justin Jefferson looks like he's going to be a star in the making, so that's going to be a nice one-two punch. The Vikings offense has Dalvin Cook, when healthy, and Alexander Madison, a decent offensive line. So when Kirk Cousins can find receivers and he's not throwing it four yards over their head, look out. But Thielen's super talented. If you have Thielen, he's on your roster, or excuse me, he's on your starting lineup. There's no way he's on your bench. Run him out there every week. Do a couple of tight ends. I know we haven't normally uh, covered tight end, but I think a lot of leagues do have a mandatory tight end slot. So uh, a couple of guys this week, Travis Kelsey. If you have Kelsey, you're starting him. He's one of the top two, three tight ends in the game. I think you can say, hey, he and Kittle are number one. I personally think Kelsey's number one. Uh, Mark Andrews, who is also on this list as the third best tight end this week, I'd say is right behind Kittle and Kelsey as a number two. Uh, And all number two on this list is Johnnie Smith of the Titans. Had a really good year so far. Ryan Tannehill seems very comfortable with him. And a lot of times in a run first offense, a tight end is a first option to throw to which bodes very well for Johnny Smith. And they've had a lot of injuries at receiver this year. So any of those three guys you have, if you have a, if you have a tight end position or a tight end slot on your roster, you're going to start them. Guys you underperformed. Josh Allen, last night against Titans, threw a few interceptions, made some uncharacteristic mistakes. He didn't miss his projection by much. He wasn't absolutely terrible, but he did not look nearly as good last night as he had the previous four weeks of the season. He'll be okay. If you have Josh Allen, you're not benching him. You're going to start him. Great player. Figured out a lot of things in year three. Really progressed in a positive, uh, trending in the right direction. Progressed in a positive direction. So, fine. Josh Allen's fine. Tom Brady didn't have a great game. I mean, that is a really, really good Bears defense, and he, most of his receivers were injured. I don't think Evans played at full capacity. Chris Godwin didn't play again. Scotty Miller was banged up, didn't even get a target, I don't believe. So, that offense is struggling a little bit with injuries. Yeah, they're playing Green Bay this upcoming week, week 6. Be very interesting to see if he gets some of those receivers back and how, you know, how that offense looks against another really really good team. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Man, the talent's still there. The athleticism is still there. But I think what you're seeing with Lamar is some of these teams he's playing have watched a lot of tape on him and are doing things to slow him down. Look, great player, talented kid. You're certainly going to start him if you have him. Uh but like I, I in my league that I run, somebody uh, one of the guys has Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. He's been starting Josh Allen because Josh Allen is a, you know, Lamar Jackson's a better athlete. He's better at scrambling and running the ball. Josh Allen's very good at that. Lamar's better. But Allen can Allen's a much better quarterback from just a a throwing perspective, a hitting your target perspective. So Lamar's not repeating his MVP season from last year, statistically. And like I said, you're certainly not going to release him. You're you're, you're more than likely not going to bench him unless you have a top guy in front of him. But look at the stats. The stats don't lie. We're not talking how he is for his team. We're talking how he is for fantasy. And uh, Lamar may not be an auto start against every team in every situation. Matt Ryan uh, had a terrible game. That that Falcons team just looks awful. I mean, yeah, they ran the ball a lot. That's why Todd Gurley had a big week. But, I mean, you can still run the ball well and still pass well, and Matt Ryan has not looked good. They've had some injury at receiver, but... I I don't know. That that team, that offense just has no flow. They don't look good. That team doesn't look good. They fired their head coach after week five game. Interesting to see whoever comes in and fills that spot. What happens? But, uh, man, I don't know if I touch Matt Ryan right now. Uh, And Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had a really bad game against the Ravens, who are a very good defense, a defense that thrives playing against rookie quarterbacks. Joe Burrow is going to be fine it's a rookie hiccup. It's a rookie playing against the defense that thrives against rookies. Like I just said, he'll be okay. He's not an auto start, but in one of my leagues, I have Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert as my quarterbacks. So those are two guys who, based on a matchup, you're, you're going to play one or the other stream, you know, kind of streaming and not really streaming because they're actually on my roster and they're not going anywhere, but you're going to play matchup. You're going to play the matchup. Uh, but bro will be fine. The Bengals play the Colts, and the Colts do have a very good defense this week in Week Six. I think Bro could still have a nice game, better than he did against the Ravens. So we'll see how he bounces back. At running back, James Robinson, you know he's an undrafted rookie, so there's gonna be there's gonna be some holes in his game. Uh, he's gonna have some some bad some bad performances. He's gonna struggle. Uh, this is a kid that's really talented though, and I think he's gonna bounce back and be okay. He's gonna be in a running for rookie of the year. Uh think Justin Herbert, the way he's playing, may run away with that sooner than later. But Robinson will be in the discussion. And as an undrafted player, like I said, uh, that's very impressive. He's on a bad team. He's on a team that has to figure a lot of things out. And I think that's going to help him in a lot of situations. Like if they're behind late in the game, they're going to throw a lot to him as the check down receiver. It's also going to hurt him because they're not going to run the ball if they're down by 20. And that team's going to be behind a lot. So he's going to have bad weeks. But he should be okay. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had a great week one, and he's kind of struggled to find his footing ever since. He shows flashes. I think he'll be okay. But I think the Chiefs need to kind of define his role a little bit better as to game situations and everything. But I think the best is yet to come for for, for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, I wouldn't panic too much. I know a lot of people drafted him in the first or second round, and they're kind of like wondering if they should have. Well, yeah, because most first-round picks, honestly, have been injured so far this year. So if you have him, you're you're still better off than most. But uh, he's going to be fine. He's going to have some big games this year, and he's got a really bright future. Uh, Jerick McKinnon had a high projection, but Raheem Mostert came back. McKinnon's role was reduced drastically. He had one carry. Mostert is very, very... Very much the lead back in San Fran. McKinnon is a complimentary piece, a game situation piece. He had some nice weeks when guys were injured. He's very clearly not the primary guy. I don't know if you can start him. I wouldn't touch him right now. If you have him, obviously if you have him on the bench, keep him. Because you never know with injuries, you could be very useful again. But right now, right now he's on my bench. Devin Singletary of the Bills. Uh Josh Allen likes to rush the ball. Uh Devin Singletary is going to be reception dependent as long as this Bills offense doesn't place a lot of stock in the running back running a lot. Josh Allen rushes. They have kind of a with with uh with Buffalo they have a couple different running backs they use. Devin Singletary just doesn't seem to be able to perform well enough to just be the clear number one in breakaway. Talented kid, does have breakaway speed, just doesn't seem to be able to put enough space between he and the backup or he and the other running backs to get enough work to put up a big game. So I don't don't know what to expect from him. If you have him, he's good to have to play for bye weeks in case he has a big game. You're not going to release him like a lot of these guys. But I don't know if you can start him right now if, if there's a team that could make the Bills' offense struggle. Joe Mixon of the Bengals. Look, it was against Baltimore. Joe Burrow had a bad, bad game. If the quarterback can get the ball out of his hands, then the defense is not going to be scared of the run because they can just stack the box and control the running game. And Joe Mixon still got roughly 10 to 12 points based on your, your fantasy points set up in your league. It was A fine game, it was a fine performance. He didn't kill your team, he didn't break it out like he did the week before with you know 30 plus points. But he's going to have weeks like this. Burrow is going to struggle, that offense is going to struggle. There's a lot of talent there, and but it, it's young talent that's still developing. You're going to have great weeks and down weeks. This was a down week. If you have mixing, you're going to put him out there every week. I know I am, so don't worry about that. Wide receivers Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson. Was awful in the first half of that game against the Vikings. I think he had like 40 passing yards. And then he came out in the second half and it was a DK Metcalf game. They didn't look at Tyler Lockett's direction very often. He uncharacteristically dropped a few passes. Lockett will be fine. Most games, both he and Metcalf are going to get enough looks to make it worthwhile starting either one of them. Don't worry about him. Cooper Cup. Look, I love Cooper Cup. One of my favorite players. Uh, But it's not a talent thing. It's it's just a game plan thing. The Rams seem to want to run the ball more this year than previous years. And even when they had Todd Gurley. So add that to the fact they have two or three guys they really feel comfortable passing the ball to in every situation. You're going to have some games where Cooper Cup just doesn't hit his projected totals. It's not a talent thing. He still put up, I believe, nine to ten points. So he didn't kill you. But. He didn't break it out like he did the week before. You're just going to have to deal. If you're going to have Cooper Cup on your team, you're just going to have to deal with the fact that sometimes he's going to get you two touchdowns and 80 yards. Other times he's going to get you five catches for 40. It's it's just the nature of that offense. Tyler Boyd of the Bengals. uh, I, I honestly believe at this point, Tyler Boyd is the number one target for Joe Burrow. He's the number one receiver on that Bengals team. Along with rookie wide receiver T Higgins, Burrow seems very comfortable with him. I don't think A.J. Green is long for his time remaining in Cincinnati. But, uh, I mean, Boyd had a down game. Burrow had a down game. The entire offense had a bad game against a great defense. Uh, It just happens when you have that many young players trying to develop. He'll have better days. He'll be fine. Don't worry about him. Justin Jefferson, I mean, Thielen took that game over. That was an Adam Thielen game. So, I mean, it's, it's when you have, much like I just talked about with uh, Tyler Lockett and D.K. Metcalf, you're going to have a Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson situation where most of the time, both of them are going to be respectable. One's going to be better one week, the other one's going to be better the next week. But they're both going to kind of be respectable. Very seldom are you going to see one of those guys drop down to the level where they underperform. But he underperformed this week. In fairness, the Vikings really wanted to run the ball, and they ran the ball all over Seattle. They didn't have to throw it a lot. They still lost the game, so maybe they should have thrown a little bit more. But uh, Jefferson's fine. If you have him, he may not be an auto start because he hasn't quite proven it consistently yet. But he's a super talented kid. And if you picked him up on a flyer and you have bye weeks or injuries, feel comfortable starting him. Don't worry about that. Juju Smith-Schuster. Chase Claypool had four touchdowns over 100 receiving yards. There wasn't a lot to go Juju's way. Again, Pittsburgh has multiple talented receivers. It's going to, week to week, it's going to change on who the primary target is. It's tough to guess. It's hard to know. Most, of, most, most weeks, much like I just said, I feel like I'm repeating myself here. Sorry, guys, but it, it, it's true for this team as well. Most weeks, it's going to be a respectable total for a few guys and then a really high point total for another guy who kind of took the week over. And it just wasn't Juju's week. It was a Claypool week. I think better weeks are ahead for Juju. Now, top waiver wire picks. Uh, Okay. Some of these guys are repeats, and I don't think enough of you are listening and paying attention to what I'm saying here because unless you have a dynamic team, a lot of these guys can really do you some good. Sit on your bench, and if a guy gets injured, you could come in and do a real nice job for you. So let's start with the quarterbacks. Gardner Minshew, 68% owned. Derek Carr, 20.7. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 26.5. Justin Herbert, rookie sensation, 48%. Uh, Justin Herbert's been on the rise. Minshew went up since last week. Derek Carr's been killing it statistically. Look, the the name isn't sexy. It's not Patrick Mahomes. It's not Aaron Rodgers. But the guy puts up numbers. And if you're struggling at quarterback, pick him up. 20.7% owned for a guy who's top five or six in the league point-wise right now, I mean, that that's insane. I mean, people just aren't paying attention. You, you got to stop being a slave to the name, guys. You got to understand it's about performance. You can have the biggest names in, in the league on your team, and if they're injured or not performing, it doesn't matter. You can win with a team of, of relative players. You can win with a team of players that relatively came out of nowhere, and a win's a win. So uh, pick up some of these guys. Running back, Alexander Madison, 51.6%. Chase Edmonds, 622 Chase Edmonds looked very, very good, and Kenyon Drake has not. Edmonds could start seeing a lot more touches, and he's less than 63% rostered. Pick this guy up. Even if he's just on your bench for a few weeks, pick him up. Madison, it's 516 right now, like I just said. That will definitely go up after waiver's clear this week. He should be in the 80s or 90s. Jamal Williams back up for the uh, back up second or third string, depending on you know what the game plan is for the Packers. If something were to happen to Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams is going to see a lot of action on a very good offense. He's worth picking up and just putting on your bench. Uh Chris Thompson of the Jaguars. A lot of people don't want to take any Jaguars on their team, and I get it. That's not a dynamic offense, but Chris Thompson is a great, great receiving back. And if something were to happen to James Robinson, Thompson would see a lot of looks and a lot of receptions. Even if he didn't run the ball so much, he'd be heavily factored in that passing game out of the backfield. He's only 14.1% rostered. And uh, Williams is 23.2. I don't know if I mentioned that. So get some of these guys on your bench. You're getting to the point in the season. Guys are getting banged up. Well, they've been getting banged up since the beginning of the year. But, excuse me. I mean, These guys need to be on teams. People, I mean, yes, again, they're not big names. They're effective players who can help you. You may never have to use them. Better to be prepared. And every like I said, everybody has a couple of throwaway spots on their roster, on their bench. Pick up some of these guys and keep them there. And if somebody else better pops up, sure, let them go and pick that guy up. But for now, these guys need to be rostered on more teams. Wide receiver. Chase Claypool, thirteen point five percent again, much like Madison, that will skyrocket after waivers clear. He's going to go through the roof. He's probably going to be rostered in ninety plus percent of leagues. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. Keelan Cole, senior of the Jaguars, DJ Shark, who is the the number one for Jacksonville, has been injured. He's been in and out this year. Keelan Cole, yeah, he's not great. He's not a household name, but Gardner Minshew seems comfortable with him. The guy has, I believe, three or four touchdowns on the season. Even if he just get two catches for 20 yards and a touchdown, for a guy who's probably your third or fourth receiver, your first or second flex spot on your team, makes a lot of sense to pick him up. Cole Beasley, again, with injuries. John Brown has been hurt in Buffalo. You saw last night that they thought he might have been in. He wasn't. The the Bills' offense kind of struggled. They're going to throw a lot more short passes and run the ball more. Cole Beasley is a great slot receiver. He's only rostered in 42.3% of leagues. it has got to get up, especially if Brown's going to be injured. That Bills' offense is going to go much more short pass dependent, and and Beasley could be a big beneficiary there. T. Higgins, along with Tyler Boyd, very, very comfortable with, with young quarterback Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. He's a rookie. Higgins is a rookie. He's only rostered in 57% of leagues. That should go up. He's probably not a guy you're going to feel comfortable starting right away, like some of these guys. But injuries seem to happen a lot on that Bengals receiving core. If you guys get hurt, Higgins is going to see a lot of attention. Okay, that's that's week five. And again, I only do that not 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 to remind you of stats, because you can find the stats a million different places. I'm trying to give you my perspective and my expertise on what to expect from these players going forward. Guys like Chase Claypool, yeah, awesome game last week. Should be a great receiver going forward, but will not have 100 yards and four touchdowns every week. I'm trying to like to show tags as common sense fantasy advice. I'm not trying to berate you guys with numbers and, and make this impossible to understand. Hey, this guy's going to be good because X, Y, and Z. So that's why I do that review every week. That's why I spend half an hour plus breaking that stuff down so you guys can understand it. Any questions, any comments, any disagreements, Any anything in general, I want to hear from you. I want to be interactive. I want to talk with you guys. So f- please feel free. I'm going to give you a bunch of places at the end of the show you can get in touch with me. Please feel free to find me. Ask me anything you want. On the week six, quarterbacks I would start, Kirk Cousins against the Falcons. Very simple. Cousins have been, has been much better uh, the last few weeks than he was the first few weeks. I still don't have a whole lot of faith in him, but he has Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, a talented tight end. Alexander Madison is no slouch. And he's going against probably the one of the worst defenses in the league, statistically the worst pass defense in the league in the Falcons. Definitely start Kirk Cousins if you don't have a better option. And Ryan Fitzpatrick of the Dolphins against the Jets. This one's risky. You never know when two-way is going to go into the game, when the Dolphins are going to make that switch. But Fitzpatrick can put up numbers. May not win a whole lot of games, but he can put up passing stats. And that's what fantasy is all about. Going against the Jets, who are just awful in general at football in pretty much every aspect. I'd feel good starting him. Again, these are guys you're starting if you don't have a Mahomes. If you don't have... uh, Russell Wilson, if you don't have an Aaron Rodgers, you're not starting any of these guys over those guys. Just this is some players you can stream if you need a weekly start, if you need a guy for a few weeks. So, one of the guys that make me a little bit nervous this week, Josh Allen against the Chiefs. Chiefs defense is sneaky good. I don't think they're necessarily as dominant as people make them out to be, but they are very good. And we'll see how he rebounds. Josh Allen. Did not have a stellar game yesterday against the Titans. Struggled a bit. Threw some interceptions. Didn't have that crazy, you know, running up the score game they've had the the first month or so of the year. Let's see how he rebounds, but I don't like the matchup against the Chiefs. Carson Wentz, on top of all his other struggles, on top of all the injuries that that Eagles offense has uh, suffered this year, they're going against a Ravens team that has looked – like a completely different defense ever since they got dismantled by Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. They look good. They look revitalized. One of the best defenses in the league. And when struggles against bad teams, let's face it, he's just not that great, honestly. And I would not feel comfortable starting him at all. At running back starts. I, I hate to use two players from the same team. When I do this, I like to try to change it up for you guys, but Alexander Madison, you're going to start this guy. You're going to send him out there. You're going to pick him up off waivers. You're going to start him if you had the foresight to draft him. He's going to be very heavily used in that that Vikings offense, and the Falcons defense is not good. Raheem Mostert against the Rams. Uh, The backup role in San Francisco for running back is a crapshoot. There's two or three guys each week that could fill that role. Mostert is the number one guy. I think they proved that last week when everybody else got pushed to the back burner because Mostert was back. Start him. Guys would be a little cautious of at running back, Mike Davis of the Panthers against the Bears. Look, Davis has been absolutely awesome this year. Absolutely awesome. Like I said, he's he's a top 10 running back statistically, and he he played two fewer games than most other running backs. Uh, but Bridgewater's been better. That team is... I mean, they're going to want to get Bridgewater more involved. Bridgewater is going to continue to be the starter when Davis goes back to the bench, when Christian McCaffrey comes back. And McCaffrey could come back at any time. I don't know if he's going to be back this week or not. That's uh, still up in the air. But I, I just, I don't feel good about Davis having a big game this week against the Bears. Kareem Hunt, I mean, Kareem Hunt was, was, was fine last week. The Browns have been really rolling offensively, but they're playing the Steelers. Division games, especially in that division, are usually very, very, very tough. Lower scoring. The Steelers have a great defense, and Baker Mayfield has disappeared in big games. You throw all that stuff out there, Kareem Hunt is not going to be in a position where he can put up a massive fantasy week. Wide receivers to start, Juju Smith-Schuster against the Browns. It's going to be a Juju game. This is a Juju game ran all over it. The Browns have a pretty decent secondary. Not stellar, but decent. And they're going to pay attention to Claypool because they saw what he did last week. Juju, this is when Juju thrived. This is when Juju became uh, that iconic figure in Pittsburgh when uh, that was running alongside Antonio Brown. When he had someone to take some of the attention off him that honestly defenses were scared of, that's when Juju shined. They're going to game plan that way, the Browns are, and it's going to leave Juju open. So if you have Smith-Schuster, I'd feel really good about starting him. Terry McLaurin of the Washington football team against the Giants. You're starting to see now with the benching of Dwayne Haskins that Coach Ron Rivera wants to get his guys in. They benched Haskins, who was a first-round pick last year, They have Kyle Allen starting at quarterback. They even had Alex Smith come in when Allen went out of the game. Alex Smith, who hasn't played in two years because he had that gruesome injury, came back. It was a feel-good moment. Then he went right back to the bench. It's Kyle Allen's team for now. Ron Rivera wants his guys in. He wants his guys to get involved, guys he believes in, guys he likes, guys he wants to build that offense around. Uh, Kyle Allen, I think, is one of those guys, and Kyle Allen – I think is going to do great for Terry McLaurin. Uh, he's gonna he's more of a pocket passer. McLaurin's gonna be able to see more looks, and against that Giants defense, the secondary's been okay, but not great. McLaurin's a top guy. If he wasn't on that team, he'd be a top ten receiver, and he still may end up that way. He's that talented. Very underrated. I feel real good about starting him this week. Guys to be a little worried of. Allen Robinson. Like, I, th- I thought. I thought. I'll admit, I was wrong. Nobody's ever perfect. I was wrong. I thought that when Nick Foles took over as the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, Allen Robinson's numbers were going to jump through the roof. I thought he was going to kill it. And he's done very little with Foles. They're playing against the Panthers who so have a good defense. They have bad quarterback play on that Bears team, even with Foles. Doesn't matter who they have, it just doesn't. It's not a good matchup. And Jamison Crowder of the Jets, who's had a couple really nice weeks. He's going to be facing the Dolphins, who have a sneaky good defense. Joe Flacco starting in place of Sam Darnold. That Jets team is just bad in general. They just released, straight-up released Le'Veon Bell. So there's not a whole lot positive going on for that Jets team right now, and they're going to struggle. It's going to be a pretty bad game, unless you're a Dolphins fan. And, uh, yeah, I, I would not feel good about running Crowder out there. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. If you have enjoyed it, then please subscribe and leave a rating and review. And if you know someone who would enjoy it, or maybe even someone who needs the fantasy help, then tell them about the show. Put them in my direction. I'd love to have them as a listener. And don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at FFA underscore pod. Facebook at the Fantasy Football Advocate. The webpage, ffadvocate.com slash sign up. You can sign up for my newsletter. I will be putting out Uh, on Saturday afternoons very shortly still kind of getting that together but that's going to be coming very soon thank you again so much for listening I greatly appreciate it until next time play smart have fun and I will talk to you next Wednesday